0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first 3 orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Time now for 10 With Ken Laird and Chris Curtis on
2: WEEI. Well, Tom Brady did several things last week. He pulled that bell at the top of the new lighthouse.
3: Oh, what a lighthouse.
2: What a lighthouse, what a debut. Of course, he had the big run out, as many anticipated, down the field. And then the uh, speech declared himself a patriot for life. Also new reporting at this hour from Andrew Callahan of the Boston Herald, Curtis that he and Bill Belichick reconnected for 20 minutes after the loss to the Eagles in the hallway at Gillette. No uh, indication as to how that conversation went, but I think we can glean from your question to Bill the following morning that it went pretty well. Uh, Bill had nice things to say about TB12. Did did call it a business. Interesting. uh, My view
4: from 10,000 feet is that this is the only times they actually speak, after the Bucs game and this one because the Bucks was uh, private in the Bucks locker room in a back room where, where Bill walked over, reportedly, for about 25 minutes. And this was in the bowels of Gillette Stadium, private, talking relatively seriously. This is a relationship that has repairs that were needed, and I'm sure, or it's my guess, that both have become less offended by whatever perceived threats or insults the other presented over the course of time. Mm-hmm. Time heals everything, and... Uh, Bill has been effusive in his praise of Tom, but when he said to me it's a business, I think that he stands by it. I mean, Bill doesn't strike me as a guy that has a lot of regrets about things. Uh, he believes strongly in his approach, and uh, he thinks he made the right decision. But obviously, from my pers- perspective, and I think any you know sentient
2: human's perspective, he made the wrong decision. It would be interesting to know whether Brady, in that conversation... Let his true feelings out. Was he honest? Did he rip Bill? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you show me love? Why was it business as usual, to use the Tom Curran phrase that, right. at the time? Did he get that out of his system? Did you
4: miss me today when you're down in the fourth quarter? <laughs>
2: no, I mean,
4: that's the thing. There was this graphic somebody tweeted out yesterday 20 games where the Patriots were down 10 points or more in the fourth quarter, and 20 games they won. <laughs> where, you know, and there were some Bucks games like the Rams and the uh, Saints game, but it is just. You know, even going back to that second year in Tampa where Brady plays like dog crap and then you give him an inch and he throws that dart to Evans down the sideline over Jalen Ramsey. I mean, that je ne sais quoi that Jordan had, that Tiger had, that Brady had, that these guys that just hated losing more than they loved winning were were, were just sick with a desire to beat the opponent. And for Bill, I'm, I, I'm sure I was actually, of all the things I saw last Sunday at Gillette, seeing Brady emotionally invested in the Patriots, in mm-hmm. the booth, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it felt
2: like the guy was like, just give me one more shot. Oh, of course. I'll- he should be on the field. He's better than half these jabronis, more than half, I mean, that are it, still playing. Isn't that Why wild? is he retired? When we were sitting
4: here, when Alex Guerrero came on with Greg, early on, with the first 25 for 25, Christian's Great Fundraiser for Diabetes in Guerrero I think it was 2019 it was the yeah it was Brady's final year and he said he's going to play to 45 and we all laughed could you imagine in that day that he would play to forty-five, and you would be sitting
2: here saying he should have played to forty-six? If he hadn't declared himself a patriot for life and genuflected at the craft altar, he might be a jet today. No, there's he, no he way backed he backed himself done that. into a corner. Now, no. I mean, he couldn't after saying that. But honestly, and this is a very—I I, I know people hate when I do
4: this—but totally different. I am nothing like Brady. The only thing that we have similar is that we have, we were raised Catholic. Okay, but Tom Brady is addicted to competition. And when you stop doing something, you publicly tell people you've stopped doing something because they hold you accountable for your decision. And that's, I think, part of the reason Tom did these things, why he signed on with Fox, why he's doing the deal with the Raiders.
2: God, because, he should watch Romo and say, I should never get into this business. Look uh, at what's happening uh, to this guy. Or, another,
4: or you could say, "Wow, Romo's, like, lobotomized, as the texter pointed <laughs> out. Maybe I can come in and look good. But, yeah, I I don't see him long-term or at all, really, in the booth. But Oh, boy.
2: So, to just give a little of this reporting from Cali, it is good stuff at the Boston Herald. Minutes after concluding his postgame press conference last Sunday, Bill Belichick ducked into an adjacent hallway that separates the team's auditorium from its locker room. He spotted a familiar face, Tom Brady. According to sources, Belichick and Brady spoke alone for more than 20 minutes after the loss. Standing in the hall, Belichick and Brady blocked a path players and staffers often take out of the facility after games. Several members of the organization spotted them, but anyone who came close to encroaching was redirected to take a scenic route out of the building. He also goes on to say that Brady connected with several Patriots, including Matthew Slater, Mac Jones, and Kendrick Bourne, who he went out of his way to pull into the huddle and give great praise to. So Brady stuck around for about an hour after the game. Yeah, I. it
4: strikes me as odd and probably uh, is a better descriptor of the relationship between Brady and Bill than anything they could say that Tom wouldn't be there pre-game. Like, here you have the greatest to ever do it. Everybody, it's not like a secret that Tom's in town. It's been the biggest story since the schedule was released and Bill, Robert Kraft invited him there. So, even like Saturday, when Tom's at dinner with the Crafts, at it looked like it was at his house in Brookline, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you have Tom pop over at the walkthrough and say a couple things about what it is to be a patriot? Like, it just, he, Tom in his head knows he's about to tell the world he's a patriot for life what better person than Tom Brady to stand in front of the team the way he would do at Michigan mm. and give them a pep talk before the game? Might have played better in the first quarter. I mean, <laughs> Missed opportunity.
2: I honestly, this is how deranged I am with Brady. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I hope he didn't give him a pregame speech. This is awful. <laughs> well, as we say this, now the Patriots at Patriots honoring the greatest of all time, go behind the scenes of Tom Brady's week one return to Gillette stadium. So they have video here of him hugging Mr. Kraft. And, this, uh, is, okay, this is yeah, yeah, not only that, but I think NFL films had him like mic'd up and right. those mic'd up things.
4: Yeah. Saw that yesterday, but here's, this is the Patriots being everything they used to mock. We're <laughs> now we're, we're a day, a day away from a massive Sunday night game against the division rival dolphins. You're and one against the one and 0 dolphins. And they're doing these pump-up videos about Brady behind the
2: scenes. That it is, is interesting. But then again, Bill's lost control. Bill has given up control of this part of the organization. I mean, God, were you wrong? Could you have ever been more wrong? What was I wrong about? Brady! This? They're still pumping him up! Well, Bill is now driven more than ever, and it starts tomorrow night. No more moral victories. This is it. Well, you said Win, last win a football a game. That's it. You got oh. one. You got one. And by the way, I love this from Judon. Matthew Judon was talking with Devin McCourty. Is this on his podcast, uh, Bravery? Where was this? No, I think this was a, It was like a preview to the uh, – they usually have like a Sunday night football interview with oh, a player. Maybe, maybe this will play at its full. But Devin McCourty, your guy on the Great Hill Morning Show, yep. Wednesdays at 9.20, um, presented by Catches Law, talked with Matthew Judon about just that, moral victories, and how they felt coming off the field after the Eagles loss. We don't care about
3: no moral victories. I like, – Uh, everybody like oh well they look like the better team like the better team won yeah the better like the better team found a way to win and that's that's how it is every week like like everybody was talking about okay on paper they look like this okay on paper division should Mm -hmm. fall like that every year is a it's a on paper team that should win the Super Bowl that don't win the Super Bowl and so, from the outside world, we don't really, really, really don't be caring about what they be talking about. It's a whole bunch of people that probably never played football besides on Madden. It's a, it's a whole bunch of people that think they know about football or they think they know about skills because they seen this guy do this. Charlotte Shire. Like until a until game strikes zeros, nobody knows the outcome. And so, uh, so when we came off the field, like, like, all right, don't hang your head. But it wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. It wasn't good enough to get the win. So whatever we got to do better next week in our preparation to get the win, to beat Miami, to go go 1-0 and that week, that's what we got to do. Well, love to hear that. Good. They should not,
2: as a team, be talking about moral victories. Fans bought in for a week. You got a week out of it. Now you got to win a game. And in a way, doing the Brady ceremony week one, which I mocked and ridiculed. They should have saved it. And actually, now it's out of the way. Forget about that. That is done. No more distractions. They could have done it this week and would have been a total distraction for this game. So, and if, if you're right, they should have brought him in for the pregame. They blew that. But doesn't that tell you about the relationship? With Brady? Yeah. That they were desperate to get him in as soon as possible? No, that, that he... he
4: wouldn't do the, like, that they didn't, that Bill, the, the the Belichick component was we talked in the back alley for 20 minutes.
2: <laughs> yeah. There yeah, was no yeah,
4: pregame yeah. hugging. We just saw that. I just watched that video. You got more eucalyptus in it than you did Belichick. <laughs> no, Bill was not around. So I think my personal belief is Bill still holds a grudge against the Brady family for how they attacked him hmm. and how Tom Sr. But against his kids? You mean like the sisters and stuff?
2: No, Tom's father, oh, who father. went after oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah.
4: You know. He,
2: well, he, good. Let that drive Bill. Let Shula drive him. Let the Brady's Ken, father drive him. he was
4: drive driven him. to the point of hiring his drinking buddies to do something they should have never done, and you're saying that he's some deep-down competitive streak. He's a control freak. That's what he he's is. into. He's yes. more
2: into control than he is to success. Okay. Well, it used to lead to wins. Right. Why? Well, partly because of Brady. 50% Brady? Maybe fifty-one percent, Brady. Let's get back. What to would you say to someone production? that you were hiring on air if they, if you knew they never believed what they said? Well, Brady said ninety no. percent of what he says is lies, so you're giving him praise.
4: Ken, I'm asking you about an on-air talent that you would have hosting at the radio station. Someone yes. saying something that you and the audience knows is a lie. Being a complete liar, right? Like you are right now, like a Mark Brady. James go. type, where you just go complete. Right. I mean, Mark James has been picked he was up. Good. He's
2: where is he now? <laughs> Who knows where he is? Yep, that's the, my point. Start Stardom somewhere. Exactly. We usually don't know where the stars are. Should bring it back for this show. <laughs> 617-779-7937. What's your faith in the Patriots? What's your belief? What's your faith? You're Judon talking about they talking a good game. Moral victory should be out. Are they going to win tomorrow night? Dolphins. Something's got to give here, right? Judon's defense. Bill's defense. High-flying. Dolphins to a 466 yards offense. Last week against the Chargers. Dolphins have given them problems for, really, forever. I mean, it's been very rare. Two is undefeated
4: against Belichick.
2: Yeah, they beat him with, what, Skylar Thompson last year. Yeah, Skylar Diggins. So, this is huge. Now, injury's not looking good. So, I was just going to ask you that. So, because when
4: they travel, you know if a guy's out because they're not traveling. They're not on the plane. Yeah. So, given
2: that that it's a home game, we won't know about Trent Brown and City So until tomorrow, right? I think 7 p.m. tomorrow. The reporters sometimes get a glimpse of that, whether they were on the field, whether they were spotted, so maybe Mike Catholic has more at 1130 when he joins us in regards to that. But two guys with concussions have got to be out, I, I think. I don't think in week two you're going to push Trent Brown to play. And that's so strange because they both completed the game, right? Trent Brown wasn't taken out. Mm-hmm. So
4: yeah. will they get dinged for that? No, I, I mean, maybe they discovered it later, but that seems so, I don't know. It's just so, when, he, when I saw on Wednesday that he wasn't there, I was like, oh, he's... He's done. Like, Trent Brown's been kind of a flake. And then when it was a, a concussion, it just seemed,
2: I I just don't remember any play where he got up slowly. I don't even think he missed a snap. No. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, late, late arriving symptoms or something like that and headaches the next morning. I don't know. All that, plus we should give some love to BC. God, the Eagles ready to take down Florida State today. We should be over there on the on the lanai.
4: I don't know. I guess a good thing we're not with Hurricane Yeah, Lee, I was but... worried about the hurricane. But we have uh, the first, so today is the Red Bandana game yep. honoring the great Wells Crowther, yep. class of 99. And he, uh, the story is amazing about saving 12 to 18 lives on 9-11, and going up to save others when he perished um, alongside uniformed firefighters who also perished. Um, one of the truly most inspiring stories out of what I, one of the most awful days of all time. The first Red Bandana game I was at, 2014. Tyler Murphy in Boston College beat Will Ferrell's USC Trojans. Will Ferrell was on the sideline. A great upset win. I don't know if that's going to happen again What do you today? mean you don't know that's going to happen today? Against Florida State. They're coming off a
2: big win over Holy Cross. BC, it says here Florida State's down three starters.
4: Yep. They were down those three starters last week, and they went by 50 against 26
2: them. 26-point dog. BC plus the 26, so you can't bet on that in mass. Uh, I would absolutely take those points in this weather. Okay. Yeah. The ground game, yeah. Get the running quarterback. What did quarterback I tell you now? at the
4: end of the show last week? I gave you the biggest winner of the weekend. It said Texas over Alabama. You did, nailed you did. it. Texas. Texas I watched that game. <laughs> I watched the first quarter. It Was a convincing win too. Yeah. So. Uh, that quarterback, yours. I thought Arch Manning was playing for Texas, but he must be uh, taking a seat. But uh, by the way, the Mannings are
2: everywhere. They are they're, everywhere. They're they're they're, they're not going away anytime soon.
4: Do you like that broadcast? I've never watched
2: it. Oh, <laughs> I, I will. I'll tune oh, on snippets. for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. A little forced. It's forced. Okay. So we got all this going on. By the way, the BC game will be on WEI AM 850, uh, 1130 pregame, and a noon kickoff, I believe, yep. over there. Kenny Curtis with you here. Uh, John Lyons and KJ at noon. And then we got Red Sox baseball. The lineup is out.
0: what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, don't
1: write
2: off All right, so Mac Jones had a pretty good week, Curtis. Mostly, shine from the Monday, but pretty much everybody else. Caller was right earlier in the show. He did miss. The first pick was on him, no doubt. Had a bad first quarter. Deflected ball. Darius Lay picked six. Off Bourne's hands. Had him open. Romo called that out as it was happening, right? need to be a better throw. Yep. Ball was wide of the mark.
4: <laughs> Nance was also uh, pretty critical. Uh, the first thing I thought of was that they were trying to curry favor with Don in the building, that they're ripping his replacement.
2: <laughs> but the Hunter Henry pass was a thing of beauty, as you pointed out, looking off the uh, safety and boom, right over the shoulder, up the seam, bingo, bango. Brady. Biggest
4: disappointment for Mac was the start of the game and the start of the second half, where you get the two touchdowns to get it to within two points going into halftime. You get the ball to start the second half. It felt like the old-school Patriots. <laughs> then you have the Brady bringing the house
2: down. I'm a Patriot for life. and then it's a- Before that, by the way, Brady high-fiving the owners was rather unsettling to me in the booth. I was like, what is happening here right, before the speech? You have a disdain for him that I nobody don't. else shares. I don't. I was just like, "What?" You don't going?
4: have a disdain for
2: Tom Brady. I do not. Ken, I just think he made a mistake by leaving. He should have stayed.
4: Go back and listen to the shows when you talked about him. You were deranged
2: for a while. He was acting why were you, Why
4: were you rooting against him when he was with the Bucks when they were going for a Super Bowl? Why were you Why were you so? He was injecting cre- himself into the news way too often. Why were you crestfallen
2: when the Packers lost the Bucks in the <laughs> NFC? <laughs> game? Listen, I was not. Oh, I, uh, I, just, I happened to be. Uh, uh, Aaron Jones. Uh, Aaron Jones. Aaron Rodgers choked again. It was just that was also unsettling. COVID year though it doesn't count. You were oh. I, I could. I wish I could drink in your tears. <laughs> Can we get back to Mac? Okay, so Mac after halftime, they actually went three and out of right. halftime. That was that's what not I was good. Just talking about yeah. So but but that was booty. Didn't get the foot in. Right, and that's Bill's construction of the roster that you're relying it's on. Matt a sixth round rookie. Matt Grow. I'm blaming. Every, I'm blaming all roster decisions okay, on Matt Groh. Let's get to Bruce form. Arena. I don't want to talk about Matt <laughs> Grow. That is so stupid. You're right. You're right. You're right. And Juju looked. Lost early, had a couple catches later, but he wasn't on the field late. It was strange. Right. It was Juju had the Jackson look. Okay, so Mac Jones, what's at stake tomorrow night against Tua, his old teammate? Another Alabama guy. Used to rip Alabama quarterbacks. You want to admit you're wrong about that? They can play in this league. Okay, well, Jalen Hurts wasn't, he was an Oklahoma quarterback when he left. It was both. Uh, okay. So do you look at Joe Burrow as an Ohio yeah. State quarterback? Okay, but you like Mac. You're on Mac Island. Okay, for but God answer sake. my
4: question. Nobody looks at Joe
2: Burrow as a guy that's a I think of Hurts is an Alabama guy. He's not. He went to Oklahoma. I know he went there, but he was prominent when he was at, at Alabama. It's like he didn't play. Uh, okay. Anyway,
4: um, do you look at Cam Newton as a Florida guy? Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, you don't want to go down this road. I know college there, <laughs> Skippy. <laughs> you do? Uh, college football, absolutely. Name me three players on the B.C. roster. Uh, Castellanos. Uh, Jeff Hathley and Peter Cronin. <laughs> okay, thanks, nice Jeff. Um, the uh, Scott Mutran. The the Patriots' approach to their roster building is it taking Mac off the hook? I'm just what I'm getting at. Tomorrow <laughs> night, you have the opportunity for Mac to elevate ahead of Tua nationally. If Mac outduels Tua, given his weapons and offensive line versus Tua. And his, despite the fact that the Patriots' defense is better than the Dolphins' defense, Vic Fangio. If I hear him over Vic Fangio. A lot of story. Vic Fangio
2: love. God, it was so annoying. The All-22 crew, are, they're
4: diving Wait, in on the Fangio. Wait, did Vic Fangio stuff. join the Eagles' staff before the Super Bowl? Am I losing my mind? Mm. And then the Eagles allowed 38 points. Braverman, see if you can see that. I think that he joined a staff in the playoffs last he year. He was a consultant for the Eagles. You're right. Whoa, what a difference <laughs> he made. He was only a consultant. I mean, yeah, you know who else is a consultant with the Eagles? Patricia.
2: <laughs> I mean, what the hell? What Do we always do this with defensive coordinators? Like, who yes. gives a damn? Dick LeBeau. Remember the Dick LeBeau love? I covered it. Oh, my God. Elevated but, to sainthood. Dick LeBeau in uh, Pittsburgh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, no, Dick LeBeau. Not Dick LeBeau. Yeah. And of course, he couldn't beat the Patriots. So that was oh, that's right. LeBeau was with the Bengals briefly. As he the head was. Coach. He was the head coach. Flamed out as a head coach. Great coordinator. Yeah, Brady always English. inflated to be you know. Uh, that with a great I,
4: mind. The fact that you were in the building at Heinz Field for that pass to Dion Branch after the
2: Bettis fumble. <laughs> oh, what a throw!
4: What an unbelievable throw! The building throw. in the
2: stands coldest I've ever been.
4: Oh God, forty-one seventeen in that game. I think,
2: <sighs> man. I, I was—I remember being in the Heinz Field restroom at halftime, just trying to warm up. some I had those pocket warmers. Uh, of all the things, that, that was that my Brady's, last day as a fan. Probably of all <laughs> the things that Brady—that's
4: why you hate him. <laughs> he just kicked your ass. I didn't care. <laughs> the best thing that Brady did was just ruin Pittsburgh people's season <clears> throat> every throat> single year. It was like clockwork. That game, that throw to Dion Branch in <clears throat> that weather <clears throat> was un—like literally sick, in a bucket. Sick. I can still see it in the air. Oh, I remember that. We went out. That, that was, was the
2: game also we had, like, a fever too, right? The day
4: before, yeah. Uh, I also think the Patriots would he have sort a of, Yeah, that was kind of. But either way, uh, I, that was the weekend where we got, like, six feet of snow. They had to go out Friday because there was they couldn't get out Saturday given the weather. And I was living off campus on Foster Street in Brighton right up the road. <laughs> and we left. I don't know who was driving. You literally couldn't go, but we had to get booze for the game. And I missed the first like six minutes, and the first thing I see when we sit down and turn the TV on is the pass to Dion Branch, and I was like, "It's over, bingo bango!" What a great team that was. 0-4 might have been the best team. Really, but, you think so? I mean, when you look Super at Hall Bowl of Famers, was a struggle though. Uh, it wasn't really. It was close, but not really. Uh, I never felt like the Eagles were going to win that game, even when they were up 14-7 or whatever. But
2: the the Patriots that Back when year, they used to torment Philly. Right. now they're on the right. other end of now that. they're on the special God you should have won that game that is the tough part like you had Philly was so arrogant the Eagles at the end of that week one game with their with their decision making I still can't believe they went for it on fourth and two at the 44 at the end of the game with two minutes to go Gonzalez great pass breakup yep and you should have made them eat that that should have stuck with Eagles for the entire year defensively
4: and offensively. Defensively, that play by Gonzalez, who I love the nickname, Silent Assassin, mm. that's great. The, the teammates, I think, I don't know who said it, but one of his teammates said he said about three words all game and just was clutch. The, and then the, offensively, that one-handed grab by Hunter Henry
2: on 4th and eight, And the Jabril Peppers, peep, you know, the fumble. I mean, all of that. It was over. Those three plays, you blew it because the guy couldn't get the foot in and you didn't have Jacoby Myers on the team. And that's why in this, year's, in this day's NFL – you have to
4: win that game at home when you have all of that.
2: Because
4: you're 1-0 and now it's, you know, house money against the Dolphins tomorrow night.
2: Now and it's still a, And
4: still it was a moral it, victory. It is kind of a must-win tomorrow,
2: though. Would you agree? No, the Jets would become must-win if you lose tomorrow. Okay, well, let's do that next week. Okay. Mike Cadlick is our Patriots beat reporter for okay. WEI.com. He can give us all the latest with this team as they get ready for the Dolphins tomorrow night. Hi, Mike. How are you? Good morning. What's up, man? Good morning. How's everything? We're good. And Mike joining us on the Harbor One Hotline. So I wasn't on social media. What was the pizza last night? Uh,
1: actually, no pizza yesterday, Curtis. Uh, I uh, we had a a family family party, so we went with uh, some some chicken parm. So uh, I was bummed. I thought it was going to be pizza. I was gearing up, and uh, I got hit with the chicken parm. You but can't go wrong with chicken parm. <laughs> exactly.
2: Uh, read through the injury report for us a little bit here, Mike. Can I assume that Trent Brown and City? Is it city sow or So? I, I was going to ask you this? the same what, thing. What's city So or Sow? What's the correct pronunciation?
1: I go city So. City So.
2: Okay. Are they both? I believe, out? I,
1: mean, I believe it's city So.
2: They had concussions. You cannot play them with a concussion, right? It's not, it's not even possible.
1: So it's it's very hard to do. Definitely now in the NFL, um, I think seven players, seven Patriots players last season entered concussion protocol. None of them played the following week. So. It's they make it nearly impossible. You got to pass, you know, a bunch of tests and all that. Neither of them were at practice all week, um, so I believe. Although they listed them as questionable, I'm going to say it's safe to say that uh, Trent and City So are both out on Sunday.
4: Oof. And so, uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, because if on when you and uh, Strange play, then you're down one starter instead of two from last week. Is is that a likelihood? Yeah.
1: Um, they both practice, lift. they were both limited in practice all week. Um, I thought they were going to play last week. I think many of us did. Um, obviously, then it came down to it and they didn't play. Uh, everyone thought it was going to be a disaster, and they actually held up pretty well against Philly, all things considered. Um, but yeah, if if Trent and so are, in fact, out, you would hope and you would probably think that they're going to try and maybe rush, not rush Stranger and on Omanu back, but try and get them out there. Um, so I think you'll probably go with some sort of mix of David Andrews, was on the injury report early. He, he's fine. He practiced in full yesterday. Inside will probably be Andrews, and then hopefully on Wendell and Strange at the guards, and then some sort of mix of Calvin Anderson at left tackle now with Trent out, and then maybe like a Tyrone Wheatley or a Vidarian Lowe at right tackle. So um, it's not great, but – if you can get those guards back, then it's a lot better than it would be if you then have to start a Antonio Mafia on the inside and have to rely on rookies and yet another set of five linemen that haven't played together. So um, definitely not good.
4: We were talking earlier about Juju and the decision for, you know, I spoke with uh, Jawan Bentley about Jacoby Myers yesterday. I, I just, I I can't understand it. I asked Boomer about it on Monday. He didn't have an answer. Why why the uh, desire to sign Juju instead of retaining Jacoby Myers for the same money?
1: So outside of this whole knee injury saga, I liked the move personally when it happened. I thought that, you know, if you get – peak jujus a stretch because what the best juju we saw was that 1,400-yard season in Pittsburgh. That was never going to happen again. Yeah, but, but Mike, I mean, if if outside get, outside,
4: Mike, outside of the motorcade, I'm sure JFK had a good time in Dallas. No. <laughs> too soon.
1: Anyway, too soon, yeah, seriously. Um, but no, I mean, but the knee's the whole right. story.
4: That's the whole – that's what we're talking about. I mean, the, the knee was damaged well, that's, when they that's, signed
1: why him. It feels, yeah, that's why it feels very um, – it feels like malpractice once again on the part of Bill Belichick and the the training staff because again if, if Juju's knee wasn't 100% then I don't know why you would ever move off of Jacoby Myers for a guy like a guy like Juju um, I don't know if they missed something I don't know if they just thought it was going to be fine Juju hasn't popped up on an injury report yet he practiced through the entirety of training camp so I know I heard you guys talking about. Um, Karin on with Jones and Megal yesterday and kind of saying how he, he doesn't know if he's injured. And it's kind of like, feels like a a big secret that nobody really knows about what's going on yet. So um, I would hold out hope and see what happens on Sunday. If we see another instance where Booty and Douglas are completely outrepping him and he's not involved in another two-minute drill and he looks slow once again, then I would say cause for concern. I want to give it one more week and see what happens with Juju. But you're right, when you see Jacoby Myers... Go play in uh in Oakland or Vegas last week and score two touchdowns from not only score two touchdowns, but from Jimmy Garoppolo with Josh Rodana's calling plays, it does kind of uh it does kind of kick you in the bottom a little bit for
2: sure. Mike Cadlick, our guest, WEI Patriots beat reporter here on the Kenny Curtis Show. What about Devontae Parker and John Jones?
1: Uh I'm gonna guess that Devontae Parker plays. Um, the John Jones one is is scary to me. And not only is it because he was there on or he was there on Thursday for the media portion. he then limited or He spoke to us before practice. Was there? looked healthy. Then is a limited participant. You would assume that that happened during practice, and then he's nowhere to be found on Friday. So um, I, I don't think he's going to play. I think I'm going to assume that he got injured at some point at practice on Thursday, and I don't know how serious it is. Nothing has came out about that. I haven't heard anything, but uh, when. He's the guy that they've always sort of put on Tyree Kill, and they've mitigated the disaster that is a 200-yard game from Tyree Kill mixed in with 80-yard touchdowns. And so the fact that they're not going to have him is scary, and I thought that uh, the Patriots could squeak out this game. I still think they can do it, but it's going to be a lot harder if they can't take out Tyree Kill, which they've successfully done uh, when he was on the Dolphins and back when he was on the Chiefs as well.
2: Well, following up on that, Mike, you wrote a piece for WEI.com, 10 players to watch in Pats and Dolphins. Yeah. And Curtis and I were just talking about the end of Week 1 and the pass breakup that nobody will remember now. Gonzalez, 4th and 2. Eagles line up. They go yeah. for it. Great PBU um, intended for Smith. So he lasts the entire game. Excellent start to finish. And now he gets Jalen Waddle, likely 1-on-1 tomorrow, right?
1: That's what – well, again, that's what I would assume if John Jones was going to play. But now that he's not going to play, I think they might have to thrust uh, a guy like Christian Gonzalez into that, into that spot, and it's not going to be easy. Cause I, personally, I wouldn't trust Marcus Jones in that spot. I would trust Christian Gonzalez in that spot over Marcus Jones. Um, then you put Jones on Waddle, in my opinion. Um, I think that's probably your best bet, given, if, given Jonathan Jones being out. There's too many damn Joneses on this team. Can't keep track. But um, – I think Christian Gonzalez is probably going to get the Tyree Kill assignment if John Jones is out. And that will be uh his obviously his biggest test to date, given that it's only week two. But you're right, he played well last week. Um, he's sort of that silent assassin, quiet killer. He reminds me of Stefan Gilmore in that regard. Adrian Phyllis mentioned that this week as well. So look, I don't know how well he's gonna perform. I don't think anybody does, but uh given the fact that Again, John Jones is out. I think they'll probably they'll probably stick him on hill with some safety help over the top, and then see what happens.
4: Mike, I am just trying to figure this out through the Google machine, and there's a lot of O and two, but I can't get it broken down to O and two <laughs> at home. What the potential is yeah. for? Have you seen any uh, stats on that?
1: I don't. I know it's. I know the margin the the margin for error is slim. Once you go don't go down O two to try and make the playoffs in general. I don't know about O and two at home, but. Um, I heard you guys just saying must win. Um, given how well they played against Philly last week, I know we're done with moral victories, and I get it, and I agree. Um, I, I would say that this is as close to a must win in week two as you can get because you win this one, then you go to New York next week with Zach Wilson or not Aaron Rodgers, you can definitely win that game. And then you're sitting at 2-1 and one going to Dallas, which that puts you in a pretty decent spot to potentially even get to Three and one if you play well against Dallas. So otherwise, you end up at two and two, and then you kind of gotta wade through the rest of the tough schedule that they have. So, um, look, I think they can pull it out. I think it's going to be tough, but um, you do not want to go down o two in the NFL. I forget what the number is, but uh, you're, you're uh, eleven point five percent.
4: It's eleven point five percent chance to make the playoffs. And but now
2: a new seventeen game schedule,
4: right? And that I mean so, sure. uh, and there's been three teams that have won the Super Bowl. Both included Patriots in the Super Bowl. Obviously, the 2001 Patriots started 0 two against the yeah. Bengals and the Jets, and some guy came in. And then in 2007, the yeah. What Giants, was his name again? I, I think it's Thomas is how it's pronounced.
1: But <laughs> okay. um,
4: the uh, this next set of games, so you have Dolphins, Jets. Cowboys Saints. Cadillac going to the Jets game. By the way, he's right. very excited about that. Get met. It pays. Um, yeah, we'll be there. You got to get two of the next four, um, at least. You got to get two-uh. two, two uh, of uh-huh. the next four. You got to uh-huh. because if you because if you go one and three, then you're one and four, and the season is cooked.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Um, Saints game definitely winnable. I think at the Raiders. I know that's going to little them, down, uh, but one, two, three, four, five, six. I would say you. You want to be three and three going into Buffalo, and I know that's not uh, that. I guess that's not terribly hard to do. And you would think that you'd want to be better than three and three, but to give yourself a chance, right? You want to you want to win a couple of these. Um, I think the Dallas game is a lot more winnable than people think. I know they put up forty points against the Giants, but uh, something about I don't know Mike McCarthy and Dak and what they do. I just I feel like Belichickson. I know we're, we're skipping over two games now, and we should be focused on the Dolphins, but. Uh, look, if you if you win this one, you put yourself in a good chance to to really end up three and one after four games, and that's that's something that uh, I wouldn't think I would be saying. Obviously, if Rogers uh, didn't get hurt, but even just going into week two,
4: yeah, I watched that uh, too much of that Sunday night game, and the Giants yeah. just peed down their leg. I mean, that was the Cowboys are good and all that, but you had just brain fart after brain fart. The block field goal, the, the Giants actually their first drive, they drove right down the field. Then they settled for a field yeah. goal, and then that turned out to be a touchdown for the Cowboys, and it was all uh, over from that point. But uh, I think
1: that I think the Jets are going to give Dallas a good game this weekend. I don't know if I would pick the Jets to win, but they're like nine and a half point or nine and a half point dogs. I would take the Jets at the points there.
4: Yesterday on the show, that was my MGM five star play of the day. Woo, minus nine and a half. The Jet the Jets because the Jets defense is legit. The Cowboys are nowhere yeah. near as good as they showed. And the Jets have been doubted all week, even though they won. So I, I love that set, yeah. that setup for the Jets. But the um, just where the, the Patriots are today, I look at the the, the, the the best chance for them to win this game tomorrow night is you get unwen you and Strange back, you get David Andrews at yeah. center, and you run the crap out of the ball with Zeke and Ramondre and you give Mac the opportunity to exit the game as the better game manager than Tua, despite having far fewer weapons?
1: Yeah, I, I'm actually I'm 100% with you on that as far as the run game goes. Um, I think the Chargers and Austin Eckler went to like 200-plus yards last week against this Dolphins defense. and It's, it's vaunted because it's this, this Fangio too high shell that they move into post-snap and they, they confuse your quarterbacks. But if you just run the crap out of the ball, again, you have two – two uh, big backs and Ramondre and Zeke that can get downhill behind. Again, like you said, on Unwenu, uh, Unwenu and Strange and Andrews, get them down. And then you still have Mack, who's a cerebral quarterback and a smart quarterback. And being that game manager you talk about, thats that some people give it a bad connotation. I don't, and I don't think that's what you meant when you talked about him and Hero. But the point is, if you can get him and O'Brien to scheme something up against Fangio and he understands where to put the ball, get some play action in there, you run the crap out of the ball and then you hit him with play action, you can score 28 points on this Dolphins team, just like the Chargers scored what 34 last week. So if you score what 28 points, you can hold Miami to again. My, my final score prediction was 28, 27 Patriots. That's what I'm going to go with, and I really do. I think I think it's going to be a tight game, just like last week. But the Patriots show promise, and I'm I'm kind of excited where they're at after last week, even though they are 0 1. And Mike,
4: if they win that game, as you described it, then it will really be something that would solidify Mac and get rid of two real. Boogeymen around him, one being you can't win a game with the opponent scores over 24 points and getting a yep. fourth quarter comeback, something he only did once against the Texans in a game most of us forget because they were one and three and it looked like absolute dog crap. Right.
1: Yeah, that for Mac to have, and it, he put it on himself and I, I liked it. I think that's what you're supposed to do as a quarterback, even though he played well and I don't think last week it was his fault. But given that the defense got him the ball back twice with like under five minutes left. They couldn't do it. I'm sure that's weighing on him, but if he were to ever have done that in that game, opening that opening week, Tom Brady game with Brady in the craft box against the defending NFC champions, that's what would have got the monkey off his back last week. Obviously he didn't do it, but primetime Sunday night, Dolphins, close game. Mac goes down, scores a touchdown, gets a field goal, whatever the case may be, you're right, a couple monkeys off his back and. And uh, me, you, and Greg will be chilling on Mac Island, and everybody else will be swimming in the water. Yeah.
4: Sh- Shime will be you know in the deep end trying to tread water. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, that would be electric. Yeah. If they win this game close, I'm I'm calling in with you and Shime on, on uh, Monday morning. We're in, we're going to chop it up. More than welcome. <laughs>
2: Who pulls the new bell at the lighthouse top tomorrow? Come on, Mike. Devin. Oh, is this, oh, is it? Said? No, I don't know. Oh. Is it?
1: Is it's a,
4: oh, he'll be in Stanford. He won't be there. Are they? Or do they go on uh, on site? I thought yeah, yeah.
1: No, Devin was yeah, in a Field. That'd be great. McCordy yeah. will be on site. Uh, that. That's good probably pick. a good one. Good that's probably a good guess. Is this going to uh, work? By the way, that...
4: it is so cheesy and dumb.
2: They're going to stick with it. I oh. think it's
1: cheesy. God, is it all? They're going to keep so, it. I don't hate the idea of Greg? a tradition like that. You have the <laughs> new lighthouse You do the whole thing. What do you say,
4: Greg or Wiggy? Well, Wiggy, you can't bring an. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can't bring an and 2 coach in to do that.
1: <laughs> hey, they played well against Franklin. Give them that one. That's true. Um, no, it is It is a little cheesy. I think the fact that it's a bell is, is pretty dumb. Like, I don't understand how bells and lighthouses mesh. Like, if you went up to the lighthouse and, like, lit a lamp or something, that would right. make a little bit more sense. A laser Starts beam. The day, light the lamp. Whatever, but it, the keeper of I the thought it light, was fog and they horn. ring a don't bell.
4: They, don't they have foghorns? Oh, maybe Heim. He's got time. he <laughs> could <can> bring
2: <laughs> Also too <soon. laughs>
4: Can you imagine they trot Haim Bloom up there? That
1: place would go nuts. No, no they I, bring him up there, I and Sam, Sam just pushes him Patriot. off it. Uh, <laughs> this is the last we've seen of Haim Bloom. Uh, oh. I would hope it's a former Patriot, because if they're going to they're gonna have to find... Nine, eight or nine people to do this every single, every single week for the next however long I want to do the tradition. If you're already going to like one of the Wahlbergs or
2: <laughs> Patrick like, Pass.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Patrick but <like, laughs> Then it's just a disaster. You're going to have some swim pickings. Me, Curtis will be up there at some point. Oh, so, I don't think I'm getting uh, <laughs> I hope it's a dynasty, dynasty, uh, dynasty era player, but we'll see.
2: All right, good info, Mike. We appreciate it. Tomorrow, 10-1 to 1 with yeah, WI it. Football Sunday with the crew. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, you got it. Talk to you guys. All right, Mike Cadillac there. Ken and Curtis, only on until noon today. Some final thoughts from you. I don't know if they could do it because
4: he's a coach, but if you're going to talk about a guy that had one of the most iconic plays against the Dolphins, it's the Troy Brown ADR touchdown catch in the overtime of 2003.
2: Or Ty Law Is he still in town? No, he's in L.A. Oh, bring the Corvus up there. He actually might be somewhere around the building. <laughs> he might still be here. <laughs> All right, KJ and Lions coming up at noon. Red Sox baseball after that. Kent and Curtis, final thoughts next. All right, Curtis, you got a report in from Alumni Stadium. How's the crowd? Oh, my man. A boss I could actually enjoy, <laughs> Zarbano. Uh
4: no, Joey is at the game. He was asking if I'm going, and he sent a picture of Alumni Stadium, and it is rough. <laughs> Look at this. That's the student section. Oh, my God.
2: They dressed up as empty seats. Well, it
4: is a hurricane. It is.
2: Hurricane and, uh, and... And potentially worse in Maine than we have it here, so I'm sorry if I belittled it. I know you as a meteorologist would never do so. No, this is like my Super Bowl Sunday
4: <laughs> on a Saturday. So uh, I already got a Santo report. Courtney tagged me in an Instagram post where Santo says, I was right, nothing burger. So uh, a little bit of wind, uh, a little bit of rain this morning, but it's supposed to be winding down, and tomorrow is supposed to be gorgeous 70s dry i'm just happy with the humidity being gone i we had that
2: was way last couple of weeks have been brutal now monday morning you guys will have bill on obviously and boomer and it's the sunday night game so you'll be tired and irritable yep <clears throat> you're on mac island but you still have loyalties to brady despite skipping out on that game last week and my concern here is <clears throat> if they win the game the moral victory love for Patriots fans was high. Can you imagine if they actually win this game, a primetime game? It's not a signature win, but you're beating a division rival. It's a big game. You almost called it a must-win. You may be calling it a must-win. There will be people back on the bandwagon in a big way. I'm not sure how you'll handle that Monday. Pats win one-and-one. Jets, Zach Wilson coming up. That changes everything. Yeah, which is what?
4: Like they're winning a playoff game?
2: Uh, they're a contender. They're a contender for the division. Okay,
4: yeah. I, I, The Patriots are not a contending team. They might contend for the division. They might, you know.
2: But if the Bills are a contending team and you take the division by default, you are a contending right, team. Right, but Josh Allen has dominated you. Yes. So, well, uh, we'll win games aside.
4: Right, in games that were <clears throat> actual football games, not high-lie. Um, and you have the Dolphins. If you beat the Dolphins and you beat Tua, that is a massive step in the right direction. And I, I like them in this game. That I said and there'd be an underdog. You thought wins? I was so. If you want to go back to revisionist history, you thought I was crazy to think the Patriots had a shot of beating the Eagles, right? We had this yes. conversation at Fenway Park. You're like, There's, yes. you you you're you were this- wrong.
2: Don't try to spin this like you were right. You picked a win. They lost.
4: Right. No. But but you said there was some uh, malevolent element of me that was trying yes, to. setting them up for a fail. Yeah, right. For- and I was
2: right. You they, were not right. You picked them to win. They lost. But they had a, a really good opportunity to win the game that you didn't think they had a shot to, right? Yeah, uh, They played as kind of what I thought. They played it close. Ken. We thought it would be in the 20s. When, when we got those... Uh, who was more Joe Braverman who was more right Curtis or I I, I would lost. go with Curtis Bang. it was more competitive Boom. you said they had no chance give this guy a race. I said it would be a game in the I'd 20s like they would lose like I think I picked 27-21 or something like that okay. I was like a
4: point off you thought I was a deranged homer who was going after some weird conspiracy theory when and when I said the Patriots would win
2: and you know, I, I, I love it. You picked them to win, they lose, and somehow you're more right than I was. Because they, they, it was in their hands to win the game at the end. Great. Did they win the game? No.
4: And I might have been dancing when they were down 16-0. <laughs> but um, the the Patriots tomorrow night have another opportunity yes. to do something they haven't done, which is
2: Bill to beat Tua, Mac to beat his old college teammate. Mac to win a game as an underdog. Well, At um, home, dog. Mac 2-12 and 12 as an underdog.
4: Here's something that Ma- that Mac needs to do. He needs to win a game where the opponent scores over 24 points, and he needs to win a game that requires a game-winning drive in the fourth quarter. Because Zach Wilson has as many wins as Mac Jones since the start of last season in fewer games, and he has three times as many fourth-quarter comeback game-winning drive champion- uh, game-winning drives to win games. So Mac, at some point, it's on you. Certain quarterbacks are able to do that; others aren't. Some some guys elevate their play when they need it most. Some guys play worse. So we're now in year three. We're now in year two with a legitimate offensive mind. Mac has a personal, you know, is personally invested in this game for reasons outside of just the Patriots going up against a guy. I'm sure he competed with at Alabama. It's got Sunday night, the whole nation watching. It
2: should be fun. And you're picking a win. Patriots 28, Dolphins 24. 28 24. I like lower scoring than that, but I do like the Patriots winning. 21-16, very low scoring, sort of ugly. Take the under. Curtis has you back Monday. KJ and Lions next. Good job, Joe Braverman. See you next week.